Well, folks, once again, you're listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. I'm Jason Kurtman. Tonight, unfortunately, Mr. Jim is still delayed. And I know that there's a rumor going around that he's no longer with us, but that's just not true. Rumors of his death are greatly exaggerated. So he is he is still with us. With me tonight, we're back to our good friend, Mr. Rich Merrick. Hello, Rich. Good evening. It's, How you doing today? Uh, it's good. I meant to introduce you as Rich. He's still with us. Uh, Merrick, <laughs> so but that that'll do absolutely. And along with uh, beside me right now is the uh, beautiful Cherry, my sweet Sarah Kurtman. So, Hello. Yeah, so we're all here. All everybody but uh, the not so departed Jim Nelson. Yes, he's, he's just he bring, he's slightly departed. Yes. So did he br- did he bring you flowers today too, Sarah? No. Was I supposed to? I don't know, but with all that with all that nicety going on there, I figured there had to be flowers oh, that, behind it. She'll tell you, that's just run. That she'll tell you that's just run of the mill for us. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm I'm that sweet all the time. I really am. So um, dang. Yep. So well, how are you doing, Rich? What have you been up to? We have we've missed you the last few weeks because we had a special guest, Michael Shinneberry. Um So how are you? How are you doing? What's what's? I, I'm I'm doing well. I I've been uh, uh, locked up for a week, but that's okay. I locked I up for a week. Some, yeah, yeah. I had to have some work done and uh, on on me. Oh, so okay. I, so it's so not I, one of these federal. You you took a vacation when you shouldn't have, so you're quarantined. Uh, no, no, I'm not and, quarantined. I I just uh, right at the moment can't uh, spend a whole lot of time standing. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Enough said. Gotcha. All right. Well, we do uh, wish you well and hope you a uh, speedy recovery. Yes. Oh, things are things are going well. I I'm, I'm very happy. So. Okay. It all works out the way it's supposed to. Okay. <laughs> Great. Well, yeah, as you know from listening to the last two podcasts, I, this will probably be the last week I'll talk about it, Sarah, because it's getting old. No pun intended. I celebrated my 50th birthday last week. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, we had a good time. We went up in the mountains and ate at the restaurant in uh, Mayhill. Mm-hmm. What's the name of that place, Rich? I can't even think of it. I just call it the restaurant in Mayhill. Oh, I don't know off the top of my head either. I know where you're talking about. It's at about, the old though. Mayhill Motel, Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, good place to eat. That's really just, good yeah. place. And, and considering there's just you know the hotel, the gas station, and uh, the post office... Uh, yeah. You'd be surprised. Any Sunday afternoon, it's nothing for them to have over a hundred people there. If oh yeah, yeah, for it, sure. yeah, it's a busy little place. It is a busy little place, it, right out in the middle of nowhere. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you feel a little better, though. Okay. Okay. The same way my sister did this to me a few years back. <clears throat> you may be fifty years old, but how does it feel to be a half a century old? Yeah, I my son, thank <laughs> you very much, has uh, asked me the same question. <laughs> In, in, all, in all honesty, I remember when I was seven years old, there was a man in our church. His name was Henry Williams, and he turned 50. And I, I followed him around all day long. He said, why are, you, why are you following me around? He was in the church. You know? I was like, well, you're a half a century old, and maybe if I'm lucky, I'll get to be as old as you. And, uh, <laughs> so he just he thought that was a riot. And, but, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess we all, Lord willing... And with his blessings, we all reach that mark. So uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking about. I was telling Michael Shinneberry this last week. I'm thinking about starting a YouTube channel. Um, I'm, I'm working on the details of it, called the Second Half. 
So, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Talking about, you know, I'm 50. I'm on the downhill slope. Here's a guy who I don't have much. Uh, you know, I got a beautiful wife and uh, a me very meager retirement plan. Um, <laughs> my retirement plan includes uh, using the words "Welcome to Walmart." Get your stuff and get out. Um, so <laughs> they don't have the greeters anymore there. Oh. Yeah, they no, do. No, you got. You got the security guard now and the yeah. health ambassador. Yeah. I remember when Walmart first started putting in greeters, and every time I walked in, welcome to Walmart, welcome to Walmart. And I was like, oh, good grief. Yeah, You know, that's why the prices are so high, because they're paying people to stand around and tell me welcome to Walmart. And now they're gone, and I miss them. They, they've uh, become part of the Walmart culture that, you know, we come to expect, kind of. And right. now, now it's a security guard. I saw that today. We went down there today. And saw the white-shirted security guard, and you know, check and make sure everybody's got their mask on. They do. Yeah. They do have both entrances and exits open now. I did I see saw that. that. Yeah, that made me yeah. happy. Yeah, Yay. no kidding. Yay, hey, we're we're so on our way back. You, you want to talk? You want to talk about the other half or the or the the back half? Um, there's a song by Trace Atkins called "Watered Down." Uh huh. And he talks about the 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 back half of 40 and not being so it's cool man it's it's just it's watered a cool down song. i'll have to check that out maybe yeah. sarah and i if it's good enough we'll we'll play it on the next show maybe the next maybe. cowboy and cherry show yeah uh, yeah it's it's kind of cool so. it, yeah all right basically talks about you know being crazy when you're young and and as you get older you know you kind of get a little watered down yeah okay when i turned 30 i i, I went into a little bit of i guess you would call it a um micro uh depression you know just not enough to be worried about or cause any serious damage but enough to kind of put me in a three-day slump which is what Uh what it did i turned 30 and i i didn't have too many friends not a girlfriend or anything so i got my car i called out sick three days in a row and i got my and i got my car and i just drove for three days straight around the state of missouri didn't have any plans i didn't stop in any hotels i just slept in my car interesting yeah just just you know kind of looking over my life and giving myself some perspective and then i thought you're you're 30 years old you need to mature you need to get back to work (laughs) so that's what i did so i i can sort of understand that you know um i spent about 11 years driving truck over the road and and uh those long hours and long miles um can give you a little a lot of time to just kind of really oh, think yeah. about where your life is and where it's going. It's it's yeah. It's, yeah. It just depends how you take it, you know. I had one of those jobs where I drove over the road, and uh, I it, I didn't get much time to think because it was hard to think with twelve screaming prisoners sitting in a cage behind you. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you don't have time time to think. You got to keep your focus on the road. And, yeah. And in that rearview mirror. Um, so that, that was wild and crazy. I remember driving dead of winter through New Jersey and I had 12 guys in the back that were trying to rock the van and tip it over. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) it, it, some wild stuff back then in those days, but uh, I'm glad those days are over. I'm, I'm on the second half and I'm, I'm relaxing about it. I'm, I'm feeling comfortable about it. And, um, you know, I've, I've got good food to eat. I've got, uh, a nice warm wife. (laughs) <laughs> you thought I was going to say something else. So no, I'm enjo- and I, I sometimes, half the time, I don't know what's going to come out. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm funny that way. But um, 
you know, Sarah and I are talking about moving in the future, and we're working some things out on that, and I'm really looking forward to that. And and Sarah and I, we we don't. Uh, I'll just be straight up and honest with you. We don't have a whole lot of friends here. We yeah. don't. But the ones that we do uh-huh. have, um, such as you and Rhonda and Mike Shinneberry and my friend Mitchell Stuffelbeam and a few others, we're we're really we were talking about this today. When when we ever leave this place, um, Alamogordo, not the Earth. Uh, we will greatly, <laughs> will greatly miss our friends here. Oh, for sure. So for sure. we are going to have to try to get back as often and frequently as we can just to catch yeah. up with everybody. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, the, the, the great thing about that, though, is technology has driven us in a long, long way, you know. Oh, and, yeah, uh, absolutely. We don't have, we don't have to be quite as, uh, um, apart anymore. You yeah, know, you're just I, one I, mouse uh, click away. We've been. I've got an aunt that's in. Yeah, and I've got an aunt that's in a, a nursing home up in New York, and every Saturday we do a Skype. The, the, oh, nice. There's my, nice. Me and my cousin, my cousins. You know, her, my uh-huh. dad, her brother. You know, we and we're all there. You know, there's like six or eight of us on this Skype call. You know, which yeah. is great. You know, so. Well, yeah, that's one thing that this virus has done, and it's made people a lot more intelligent as to how to Skype or FaceTime each other. Or Zoom meetings. <laughs> Zoom our meetings. Church, yeah. Our church was doing Wednesday night meetings through Zoom uh, up until a few right. weeks ago. And uh, so, yeah, the technology is out there. People have been, re- I, I tell you what, uh, the, people have relied on their technology from everything to, to buying groceries at Walmart mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to keeping in touch with their kids um doctor's appointments which is ridiculous yeah. to me i it, i go to pay us to see a doctor i want to see a doctor uh if he wants to ask me questions and give me a prescription over the phone that's fine but i don't feel like i should pay a full copay for an over the phone visit uh, no kidding yeah exactly but uh, nothing i can do about that because i'm i just i just work here uh so but anyway i guess i better handle some business rich real quick and uh, you are listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. This is episode 125. I'd like to thank our executive consultant, Mr. Rodney, the illustrious tamp dancing fool Barden, over there in Alamogordo. And uh, you can check out our website at ourfantasticwebsite.com. Vintagebiscuits.com will take you to the same place. Our Facebook page, which has grown quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. Yes, I don't, it I has. I don't have the number in front of me, but our, our Facebook page is the Biscuits and Gravy Bunch. And uh, we are good for... That's where you go to get your laugh. You don't have to worry about your politics or anything. No. Um, we try to keep the politics off that page, and we try to keep the jokes clean, squeaky clean. So so clean, you could eat those jokes off the floor. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. That's what something my mom used to say. I want that floor so clean you could eat off of it. But she would never would. I don't know why. But uh, anyway, also don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. We're heard... On the Leading Edge Radio Network, Q-Star FM, KKTY Tiger Country Radio, WBM Radio, Good Talk Radio, Delmarva Talk Radio, and ApexRadioNet.com. Also, uh, due to a mistake of mine, you can also hear us on <laughs> ApexRadio.net. Did I tell you about that mistake, Rich? No. Okay, so no. I, I ordered some business cards, and they were supposed to say ApexRadioNet.com, and I accidentally uh-huh. ordered them with ApexRadio.net. <laughs> so I didn't. I figured it was a lot cheaper to buy the domain name than it would be to go out and order new business cards and throw those away. 
and it was. Oh, so there you go. we got two domain names there. So what do you think? Let, let's uh, – I'm good. No, I, I'm debating. I was going to switch the routine up a bit tonight, but I don't think I will. Do you got any jokes for us? Hey, I bet you didn't know. I, I know I never told you this, but I, did you know that I worked in a bank at one time? No, really. Well, okay. No, I didn't know this. Yeah, one. I, I worked in the bank for one day, <laughs> and I lost my, I, I lost my job at the bank on the first day, because a woman asked me to check her balance, so I pushed her over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. Yeah. <laughs> how how do you how do you yeah, try that again? Yeah. How do you row? How do you row a canoe filled with puppies? I how do you row a canoe filled with puppies? I've got a feeling we're going to get some emails over this. I don't know how. How do you I row a know. canoe filled with puppies? You you bring out the doggy paddle. Oh, there you oh, go. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that dogs can't operate MRI machines? No. But cats can. Cats can. Cats yes, can. Yes, that's pretty good. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know that Sundays are always a little sad. But the day before is a Saturday. The Saturday, get it? Oh, that's a nice pun. That's a that's a dad joke there. Yep. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I'll let you do another one. Go ahead. Uh, why one not? more. One more. Uh, why did the coach go to the bank? Why did the coach go to the bank? Okay. Uh, I don't know. I give up. Why? To get his quarterback. Uh, okay. Very good one for football I got one, season. I got one for you. What do you get when you cross a fish and an elephant? I don't know. Swimming trunks. Ah. Uh, yeah. My favorite time of day is six thirty, hands down. <laughs> yes. Now, I do have it. I do have a joke for you. This is a story joke. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. There was this young man in this town, and uh, he wasn't too bright, and and he knew it. He 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 referred to himself as a half wit. He wasn't real bright, and he couldn't get a job. And the only place he hadn't checked in to get a job was this little pet store in town. So he walked into the pet store, and he got the manager. And he said, "Look," he says, "I know I'm, I'm not too bright, but I'm looking for a job, and I'll work hard for you." And the man says, "Well, I'll I'll hire you. You know, we'll pay you minimum wage, and you just have to do whatever I tell you to. Clean up around the place, do errands." And the guy says, "Okay, but I got to tell you, you got to give me clear instructions." You know, some of the things you want me to do, you got to write it down because I am a halfwit. That's what he kept referring to himself as. He says, okay. So he gave him a broom. He says, I want you to sweep all around the store and then put it in the dustpan, put the dustpan in the trash bag and bag it up and put it in the back back room. I bet you I know where this is going. I don't going. think you do. Oh, yeah? Okay. So about an hour later, the phone rang and the manager opened it and it was a guy that wanted to buy a pet rabbit for his wife. You still oh. think you know where this is going? Well, maybe. Okay. He says, okay. He says, I've got one rabbit in the store. He said, put it in a cage. I'll, I'll pay for it. And they, he paid for it over the phone. He says, i, I got to have it delivered. He said, it's my anniversary. My wife wants this rabbit. So he says, okay. So he puts the rabbit in the cage, and he calls the half-wit over, and he says, listen, I've this guy wants this rabbit delivered. I want you to put the rabbit in the back of my station wagon and drive it to this address, and he hands him a piece of paper with the address on it. And the halfway says, okay, I got this, I got this. So he puts the note in his pocket, and he puts the rabbit in the back, in the cage, and then puts it in the back of the station wagon. He gets in, and he takes off, and it's about 30, 40 minutes away. Well, on his way, somebody else ran a red light, 
T-boned the station wagon, and it flipped over. The back of the station wagon popped open. The cage popped open, and the rabbit took off. And, of course, oh. this poor halfwit, he's all bloody and bruised, and he gets out, and he's watching the rabbit l- running across this field, and he just starts laughing hilariously, laughing his guts off. And this guy walked over. He says, are you okay? He says, yeah, I'm fine. He's still laughing. He goes, man, you're you're hurt. Looks like your arm's broken. You're standing here laughing your head off. What's so funny? He goes, that rabbit don't know where he's going. I got the address right here in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my funny story for you tonight. So. Hey, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. You, you got any quotes? Uh, start each day with a positive thought and a grateful heart. Who said that? Do you know? Roy T. Bent. Roy T. Bennett. Bennett. Okay, interesting. No idea who he is. Roll on, maestro. Do not let the memories of your past limit the potential of your future. There are no limits to what you can achieve on your journey through life except in your mind. That almost sounds like something Zig Ziglar would say. Or Albert Einstein. And that that is also Mr. Roy T. Bennett. Oh, very very prolific. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The man who moves a mountain begins by carrying away small stones. Hmm. Hmm. Confucius. Confucius. Yeah, okay. All right. Got any more? Oh, I think I can dredge up a couple more. I've only got three for you, so. Okay, I got one more. My past has not defined me, destroyed me, deterred me, or defeated me. It has only strengthened me. And that's a gentleman by the name of Steve Maraboli. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. On Vic- to you, sir. Victor Hugo wrote, A man is not idle because he is absorbed in thought. He There is visible labor and there is invisible labor. That's so, true. Just because you're thinking about something doesn't mean you're not doing something. Yeah. So I, when I was a, a um, supervisor at a call center, one day I was walking, and I, I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky guy. I smile almost all the time, but one day I was walking across the floor, and I wasn't smiling. I was kind of looking at my feet because I was getting ready to, uh, I had an unpleasant task, disciplining another employee. And as I'm walking across the floor wondering how I'm going to approach this and, you know, how, how what's the approach going to be, what am I going to do, one of the other agents looks up at me and says, Hey, Mr. Kurtman, you need to smile. And, you know, here's here's my thing. I, I looked at him and said, look, I, you know me. You know I smile all the time. I said, but you don't know what I'm thinking right now or what I'm going through or if I'm getting ready to do something unpleasant that's going to affect somebody else's life in the short term or maybe even the long term. So don't tell me how I should react to what's going inside my head that you don't have any knowledge of. And this individual goes... Oh, okay. Didn't realize you were thinking about something. And that's always been one of my pet peeves when people say, hey, smile. You know, yeah. Yeah. now, now mm-hmm. granted, if if you see me all the time and I'm never smiling, by all means, approach me and go, look, what, you know, I, I'm, I'm good at criticism. What gives? For the most part. Yeah, come approach me and go, hey, we've noticed there's been a change in your countenance. Are you okay? Is everything mm-hmm. all right? Can Great. I do anything for you? I, that was actually a gift I had when I was younger with other people. When, before I was 20, there was three young people in my life that I approached and did that with, and come to find out all three of them were contemplating suicide. No. Wow. Yeah. So, and um, I, I, think, I think there's some reasons for that, because I was affected. I had a friend uh, in my life at that time that went through something like that and, and did complete that task. 
while I was away, but I noticed some things before I left, and I didn't think anything of it, but then I saw those same things in other people, and uh, made, a, made a big impact on my life. Anyway, so uh, on to the next quote. When you play, play hard. When you work, don't play at all. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt. That's good, too. Yeah. I, I, uh-huh. But I think that you can work hard and still feel like you're playing at it. At times. It yeah. depends what the job yes. is. Well, I do that. I have goals. To me, a goal, you know, at work, I have so many people I have to interview, get hired, or whatever. To me, a goal is is like, can I do this? Is it, Am I going to win the game at the end of the day? Mm. Right. I, I'm working hard because I'm competing with myself. Sometimes I compete with other people, too. So-and-so's got so many job offers today, and I've only got one. i got to beat them. i got to get that, get my numbers up. Mm. So, uh, But then again, I have to remember the next quote. Phil Jackson, the strength of the team is each individual member. The strength of each member is the team. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. Yes, sir. Without is. a doubt. So, And I'm sure you kind of, where you work, you, you go through that, where, you know... I'll- Oh yeah, well, well. So, you know, um, the end of the day. Right now, I'm working the closing shift, and so the end of the day, you know, we want everybody in and off by a certain time. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's about six or seven in in my group of of offices that are about the same size as my office. Right. So it's it's always like, can I get in? How how can I be the first, second? God, come on, come on, guys, we got to get done. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. There's a bit of competition there, but but when it all comes down to it, though, when 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 Snuffy calls me from another office and says, "Hey, man, I got this problem. Can you help me out with it?" Yeah, mm-hmm. of course, I'm right there. You know, sure. I, I, I may I may be trying to beat him to the punch, but when it comes down to the brass tacks, I won't let him fail either. You know. Oh yeah, I do that. Even though I compete with other people on my team, they'll call me up. Hey, I got a problem. I need help. Mm-hmm. Well, we're working on the same project, and if if we all fail then I fail as an individual, too. So right. I, I don't have a problem helping somebody with through the steps, the process, and, you know, telling nope. them what they do. Not at all. But, um, you know, I want to switch gears here a little bit. I got a piece of mail. Okay. We're going to talk about local politics for a minute, but this kind of applies on a national uh, level, too, because we do have a national audience here. Um, but I got a piece of yes. mail. What's that? No, I just was I was laughing, that's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I got a piece of mail this week from the Democratic National Convention group here in Alamogordo about uh, the woman running for office, Yvette Harrell, uh, who is a Republican. Did you get the same piece of mail? I think you did, because I think your wife posted a part of it on, on Facebook. Probably so. And th- this is how the political parties play each other, but the Democratic Party is really, really bad at this. They have no... I, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. They have no conscience when it comes to mudslinging. None whatsoever. Um, what this piece of mail says, and it was all front and back, all about how Yvette Harrell, this was the claim, has funneled a half a million dollars from a government fund into a project that her mother was working on. Oh, yeah, I did see that piece. Yes, I did. Yeah. D- you know what happened, right? You know how why they're making that claim and there's no truth to it whatsoever, but you know why they're making that claim? I got this that I got the skinny on that, this. Uh, is that the rental of a building? Not not really. I don't think so. This is what I was oh, okay. told. This is what I was told. 
the Tularosa Basin music that sits down there on the corner of 10th and uh, White oh, Sands. Yes. The is, that, is that the same building you were thinking of? No. Okay. So, um, that museum, for sure. The board of directors for that museum applied for a state grant. This right. is This is what I was told. They got the money. Same same thing. The grants and everything that the state, the um, space museum that Michael Shinneberry works at, they do right. the same thing. Uh-huh. Exactly. Well, the only reason that the Democratic Party is making this claim, as to what I have been told and I understand, is because Yvette Harrell's mother is on the board of directors for the museum. Oh, that that wouldn't surprise me none. But she, <laughs> it wasn't funneling money. They was you know, they got money funneled to them, but through legal legal ways and means. Right, right. Now there I don't. A, there, go ahead. I was going to say I don't know anything about uh, rental of a building. I I think there I think in the last campaign. Uh huh. I I I believe it was. There was a whole big to do about <clears throat> the realty agency that her father owns. And there was properties that were being rented to one of the state departments here in Alamogordo through them, and that was the big that was the big, you know, uh, hash up at that time that I remember. So I don't well, remember all the details behind that one, but I know Yvette Harrell. I and I know you know <laughs> so her too. We we've met yeah. and talked with her one on one. I had some serious concerns about the real ID several years ago. And some right. things that I had heard about the um, biometric and facial measurements and things like that that mm-hmm. was associated with it. And I went to her and I said, look, I, I don't know if you know what this is about, but this my brother is a state representative in Missouri. And these are some of the facts that he's laid out to me. And I presented those to her. And you know, the that was on, a, I think, a Friday night or a Saturday night at one of those meetings down at, and by Monday morning, she sent me an email and says, I'm on it, I'm talking with the director of DMV, I'm going to get answers to these questions, we're going to find out what's going on. And she did. Well, I had I had a very similar experience with a, with a vet. Um, <clears throat> at the time, um, I was getting my concealed carry, and if you been out of the service less than i can't remember what the exact date or mm-hmm. the exact time frame is but if you've been out of the service less than a certain number of years then the state waived all the training you didn't, have, yeah. you didn't have to go to training none of that and you could just with your dd214 and the application and everything and you could get your concealed carry well when i went for my concealed carry i'd already been out of the military over that time frame and i was like you know this is kind of this is kind of I don't know it just didn't lay right with me. I'm like okay I don't mind taking you know it's like hunter safety course you know concealed carry sure. course don't don't mind doing that I, nothing uh, a refresher man that's a good thing you know nothing wrong with that. Well so but I still had to pay the fees to the state right and I thought you know there's something just ain't right there so I went to a vet and me and a vet sat and talked about this whole thing and she's like. Well, what do you, what would you suggest? Rich? I said, well, you know, we could still leave that that time frame in in place. I said, but how about no matter what, if you can produce a DD two fourteen, I don't care if you've been out of the service fifty years or a hundred years, as long as you can produce that DD two fourteen. How about the state waives the charges? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, that's a good idea. She said, we we should do that for our veterans. That's a that's a really great idea. It wasn't about a month later. She said, Rich, the bill's going to the House floor, and it got passed. Oh, that's great. So, that's awesome. You know, 
you know, so, yeah, she does work for the people, you know, I mean, she does listen, you know, and, and that's, uh, that's a, I, I have a lot of respect for that, you know, because I've talked to some other Republican politicians who I won't name at this point, but um, who really have been like, I really don't care. I, I honestly had that experience with Steve Pierce. I will name him. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the same guy. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I I sent him an email that's about the same thing because the, the real ID concern was on a federal level. There wasn't much Yvette could do about it aside from the state level for the driver's license. And I sent him a nice email requesting information and asking, you know, different questions about it. And he just sent me back a form letter stating what the real ID was. Well, I already knew what it was. And I sent him one back. I said, I was kind, but I was firm. Is this how you answer all your constituents' uh, questions without answer, without reading the questions, but just sending them a form letter because you pick up on keywords in the email? Right. I said, this right. is not a way to win votes. I said, I'm, yeah. I'm behind you 100%, but you've got to be behind us 100% too. And I never got a response from him, and I've sent him several emails since then uh, what, the last email I sent him was 100% encouraging him and backing him and telling him I, I appreciated the way he stood behind Trump. But it's like I'm on his blacklist. He won't respond to me at all now. Mm. So, yeah, uh, we, go ahead. We, we had a bit We had a bit of a face-to-face right here in Alamogordo, and uh, I, yeah, it was... It was a few years back, yeah. and it was during one of the post office dust ups. You know, uh, and, uh, now, uh, let me let I, me add something here, real quick, Rich, uh, to uh-huh. the to the audience. I'm speaking to the audience. You're, me and Rich are talking local politics, but what we're talking about is relationships with politicians. And even though you may not know who Yvette Harrell is or Steve Pace or anything, get involved with your local politicians. Develop a relationship. Find out who's going to answer your questions, who's not. Find out. Who's telling the truth when they send you those little flyers mudslinging an, an opponent, whether it's Republican or Democrat? That's how this works. you got to do your own homework. And and that being said, I, I'll turn the table back over uh, the Lazy Susan. I'll spin it around back to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. Anyways, he was here, and I was, and it was a little dust up over. There was some stuff going on with the post office at the time. I don't remember exactly what the issues were, but um, he looked at me, and he said, you know, if the post office ran like ups or fedex you guys wouldn't be in such a bad problem and i looked at him i Whoa. said have you looked at what it would cost you to send a letter across the united states with ups yeah yeah for sure <clears throat> you know a real a, there's a real difference and ups doesn't have you know and what i was saying to him i said they don't have the mandate for universal delivery in other words i have we have to deliver the post office has to deliver to every address yeah regardless Mm-hmm. They don't have, you know, they're making profit. We're a nonprofit, you know. We're we're sustainable is what we're supposed to be sustainable, you know. So yeah, you know, I mean, okay, let me let me take a first class letter and make it five dollars to send it across the United States, and we'll talk about who's making money and who's not. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> he didn't like that, but you know, I I was like, well, yeah, such is life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've been tickled lately. Every time I turn on a YouTube video or even a Roku channel, um, uh, a commercial pops up for. Uh, I hope I Zochiel. 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 Yeah. Tourismo. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm bombarded with them, and uh. when I first saw the first one, you know, she's got this for. I'll work with anybody. I went against my own party to support Trump on, uh, what was it? The one particular item about the oh fracking. 
yeah, yeah the yeah. fracking and stuff. And uh, but I'll work with anybody who has uh, New Mexico's interest at heart. And uh, you know, I I swear I worked with Trump on this. Uh, well, no, yeah. she didn't. She voted to impeach him twice. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, I, th- but I thought, well, you know what? She's not a bad person. I'd probably vote for her if it wasn't for the pro life issue. And then I start hearing some rebuttal from mm-hmm. Yvette Harrell, some, from people from her campaign, saying she's telling you this, but it's not true. And here's why. Right. And I was like, oh, interesting. So uh, yeah, her. Her two her two A stance leaves a lot to be desired too, and she cracks yeah. me up with her commercial on the shotgun. I'm like, oh, oh, you yeah. oh yeah, hitting that bullseye. I was telling Sarah, I wonder who really hit that bullseye. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, just just watch your watch your politicians. They're 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 honestly like, and I almost hate to say this because I've got a good friend who's a used car salesman, and I don't want to insult a used car salesman, but they're, they're worse than a used car salesman sometimes. You know, they'll sell you the warranty, but I, they don't stand by it. I thought they hey, were worse than the lemon that was in the, the lot. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I think the old lawyer joke kind of sits in there, too. I'm afraid to yes. ask. What's that? <clears throat> Do you know why a, why a shark will not eat a lawyer? <laughs> why? Why? Professional courtesy. Oh, okay, oh. yeah. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like that one. So, anyway, I, I heard about a... A guy that uh, the lawyer was asking a guy on the stand. He said, "Well, where was his brain?" And he's talking to a coroner. He goes, "Well, his brain was in a jar on my desk." And you're absolutely sure he was dead. And the uh, coroner <laughs> coroner said, "I suppose he could be out somewhere practicing law." So oh. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, speaking of deceased lawyers, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. What do you think about all this? Well, you know, she did a lot. I, I mean, I can't, I, I can't deny the things that she did. Um, but I do believe that, um, you know, they talked about, you know, vote by mail being a, a, a corrupt thing. If they don't get somebody back on that Supreme Court, we're in trouble. Well, here's how I feel about it. And and first of all, I think it's ironic that the Democrats have now flipped sides because before they wanted Barack Obama, you know, about the same time to to appoint somebody for the Supreme Court. You know, they were all about oh, that's yeah. the president's job. He should do it. It's our job. To, and now they're like, no, the president should wait until after the election. And of course. So they they've totally flip-flopped. Even I even read something today that Ruth uh, Bader Gins, Ginsburg even said something last time that it is not in the Constitution to wait on this. And the, the, oh, yeah. the Senate has a duty uh, to complete this task. And now, right, now right. they're saying that it was her last request that she not be elected by the president in this term. Well, it doesn't matter what her last request was. You know, I can request that my body be flown off into space. It ain't going to happen. Um, right, I, right. I wouldn't request that anyway, Sarah. Just so Thank you know, you. yeah. Much appreciated. So anyway, <laughs> yes. and, you know, so but the Democratic Party has flip flopped on this. But even let's say last time, you know, um, and and maybe I flip flopped on it too. But I have a good reason for flip flopping, and my reason depends on who's in office, and the of and the primary issue to me that is at stake, and that's the countless millions of unborn babies that are murdered. Yeah, and if it takes a flip flop in my heart or my conscience to go, okay, we should wait or we should not wait, it's going to me. It's going to depend on who is the person that gets into that office. It, we know that if 
let's just suppose I'm going to laugh here because it's almost I don't want to say non-existent the possibility because we all know what happened to everybody that said that about Trump last time but if Biden gets in we know that whoever gets into that Supreme Court justice seat is going to be I, I don't even want to say pro-choice it's pro-murder let's call it what it is oh, oh yeah mm-hmm. so to me Last time, I wanted them to wait, because I knew if Trump got in, we'd, we'd have a good conservative pro-life person. And we did. We did. So, great. Right. Right. But now, I'm like, no, let's do it now. Let's get him in now, whoever it is. Um, because, for the same reason, I want somebody in there that's pro-life. I, I think as a nation, we are going to, uh, we are all going to have to stand before God as individuals. But I also think our politicians are going to stand up a little closer to the throne yeah, to answer for some of the things that they've done, and um, I, I really believe that we need to get somebody on that seat. As a Christian, my heart's desire—I would like to see it before the end of my life—to see Roe versus Wade completely overturned. And yeah. there's one thing to consider about that: when Roe versus Wade came out, there was a lot of medical technology that we did not have back then. Yeah, that sure. that helps to determine, not really determine. We already knew that the child that was a human life because the Bible tells us that we we had right. put our faith and trust in that. But now there's technology to confirm it. A baby will actually smile in the womb. Mm-hmm. They right, res- right. they respond with with certain reaction and sometimes even emotional reaction, facial expressions. And, and things of that nature. So there's, the technology is there that we know uh, that personalities are being developed. Um, of course, the, it's just the technology is there to confirm. That's a human life. There's no denying it now. And now the Democrats have gone from one extreme to the other that now they think it's okay, a lot of them do, to abort a baby right even up to the moment of birth. Oh, yeah. And that is total. Yeah, I don't get that. How depraved, sick, twisted right. do you have to... And these same people are calling Trump Hitler. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and that that gets me. I, I'm, I'm going to get emotional here. <laughs> Sarah's got her hand on me. Calm down. Calm down. I'm okay. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, he's a big softy when it comes to this subject. But... But you know what? Passion passion is where things get done. You know, yes. when you're passionate about an issue or passionate about something, that's that's where change comes from. That's well, all that's, that. I'll, I'll say this. my opinion, I'm not just a talker. Um, there, there's been some times in my life, uh, one time in particular, when I, I had to put my money where my mouth is when it comes to this abortion issue. Um, and I was prepared to make a move that would have changed my life for the rest of my life. Sarah knows what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and uh, and and we talked about this before we got married. That if that day ever came, when we were approached with somebody who was going to get an abortion, the only way out was if they had need, had somebody they need somebody who would make a commitment to raise that child. Sarah and I talked about it. we would do it in a heartbeat, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. But you know, I'm 50 right now, and <laughs> one of the reasons we, you know, I we not too keen on the idea of having children at this stage in life <laughs> as anybody my age you don't want to be 75 trying to get a 25 year old snowflake out of the basement uh, right you right. know I, I don't want to do that you know no. um although i i don't think i would have to do that because we've got the values that we were raised with right right, right that right. that are passed on to our kids my son seth our son seth 
is a wonderful kid. Mm-hmm. He's he's fantastic. He's he's smart. Um, he can do so many things. We were talking about some theology the other day. Just me and him. We were talking about something, and I mentioned a concept of theology, and I didn't think he even had a clue what I was talking about. And he surprised me. He came around and said, oh, yeah, I know what that is. And he he defined it for me. Um, so I don't think I would ever have to worry about pushing a 23, 25-year-old kid out of the house. Because I think, I think I've got the standards and the mm-hmm. gumption and the education that my parents gave me to well, turn around and pass on. Yeah. You know, our, our right. parents are were raised by Depression-era Yeah parents and so i think that has a lot of it to do with it as well you know you saved you you were brought up right you know i still remember going to my grandmother's house and there being a party line on the telephone yeah <laughs> you know because she oh, shared yeah. it with holy six, smokes yeah she shared it with six different people i'm like grandmother why is there somebody on the telephone line <laughs> richard i got a question for you were you raised yeah. were you raised to eat everything on your plate Yes, I was. I was too, and I think that's a mistake that parents do that. I get why they do it. They they want us to teach us not to waste food, and to realize that there are you know of course other people that are starving in other countries. That's what that's those were the two reasons I was right. given. But I, as right. an adult, Sarah and I were eating in a restaurant. Well, I'm going to brag on her for a minute. Okay, we go were, ahead. <laughs> we were eating in a restaurant one time, and I was stuffed, and I was still trying to lose weight. But she's like, you don't have to eat that. I, of course, I was like, yeah, I do. I got to eat everything on my plate. She said, who says? And my parents. Well, I'm, what, 47 <laughs> years old it, at the time? Hey, yeah. <laughs> I I get it. It took me a long time to get out of that habit, too, you know? Yeah. Um, but this was hilarious. Uh, and, and here, just, um, you know, I, I, I lost my mom here just a little while ago, and I was back in New York, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Staying with my dad. Hilarious, you know. So we're making dinner, and he's like, um, he's like, well, here you go. And I'm like, no, I don't need that much. And he's like, serious? I'm like, yeah, serious. I, <laughs> you know, take some of that away, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. St- but still, I mean, to this day, my dad is still that same person. He's going to fill a plate full of food, you know, and and hand it to you, you know. and Right. And. And expect that it's going to get eight, you know, and it's it's hilarious, you know. I, I, I you know, it's the same thing. Um, I, I think where I noticed being being on the road, in the truck stops. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you go you go into truck stop to eat, right? You sit down at the counter, and they have the truckers' breakfast. Oh yeah, it has sounds you know, good, and I'm has, not even a trucker. It, <laughs> it has it has a dozen eggs, you know, ten pounds of hash browns, oh. you know, you know. Uh, uh, you know, you know, four pieces of sausage, four pieces of bacon. You know, it's it's yeah. and ten biscuits. You know, kind of thing. And you and you, you kind of, and then you sit there and you're eating it. And and next thing you know, the plate's empty, and you're like, how did I eat all that? You know, right. It was like, yeah. holy crud, man. But yeah, you know. So I I think you know, um, you can do a lot of reading about, especially restaurants, um, how the portions are way more than what they should be. You know. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And, you know, but that I think that comes again. I think that comes from that same old uh, clean your plate thing. You know, I mean, it's you, you see the change now. I notice that that it's changing a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think that comes from the old the old raising up of you know 
big meal, eat your eat everything on the plate kind of you know, well, kind of thing, you and, know. And I will say this, you know, and going to restaurants and and uh, to to back my parents up on another side of that, they always told me never get more than what you can eat. You know, when right. you're dipping off the buffet. But uh, at the same time, here's a guy. You, I would go to the restaurants. They'd bring me a plate. I'd be hungry, but I was taught to eat everything on my plate. And I think I won't say that contributed to all of my health problems in my life. Right. But it didn't help. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, there's also another mentality, too, here. And, you know, some people were raised in large families. Yeah. And if you were the little kid, you had to fight to get that biscuit, at least one, maybe, even before oh, yeah, the older yeah, that, brothers yeah, and that's sisters. that's true, too. There's a yeah. song Jimmy Dean said that it was called Please Pass the Biscuits, and he's talking from a kid's perspective at a big table with a big uh-huh. family, and everybody's eating, and all the biscuits are gone. He's like, will you please pass the biscuits, you know? <laughs> or, uh-huh. you know, there's that movie, uh, Yours, Yours, Mine, and Ours, yeah. with... Uh, I remember oh, that. We watched that together. Shirley MacLaine. No, and, no, not no, Shirley MacLaine. Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball, that's right. That's yeah. who it was. And there's this one little kid, Philip, and he's one of the littlest ones, but everybody's eating everything. By the time the school bus comes, he hasn't gotten anything, and so he sticks oatmeal <laughs> on a piece of toast and takes it with him. So, <laughs> speaking of meals and kids, uh, locally, um, I know that the lunch last year, during the pandemic part of the year, uh, kids were still being provided with lunches. They could drive up and pick up a lunch. Are, right. are they still doing that this year? Do you know that? As far as I know, that program's still in existence. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm not sure. You know, there is a uh, I, uh, uh, little uh, shameless plug, but Anthony Torres of Mountain View Church, you know, he's been out. My God, man, that, that guy and that church have been out amongst this community since the get-go providing meals and and all that oh great he's been excellent you know he he's been uh awesome i mean absolutely awesome huh uh, i have noticed very i have noticed the charity uh movements increase during yeah. all of this and that, that's good to see it really is yeah so yeah without a doubt you know you know and it, it's it, you, you talk about big families uh the family i grew up to uh next door to me um uh, there were three boys in that family. Uh-huh. You talk about yeah, having the fight at the table. Holy smokes, man! You better. Oh, you, oh you yeah, better, yeah. You, you better get your hands. There, there was no weight, man. It was like get in there and get it. Right, <laughs> you were in trouble. Get that last piece you know. of chicken, or get a fork in your hand trying. Ah. Right, right, right. Yep. So, um, interesting. Very interesting. I got a good question for you. Well, Sarah and I were talking about this Saturday on on our other show, the Cowboy and Jerry show, and. Um, do you have anything on your bucket list? Just, on my bucket yeah, list? Yeah, you got anything you want to do before you leave this earth? Oh, mm-hmm. I have I have I have a bucket that overflows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your bucket overfloweth, right? <laughs> no, no. I you know, I have to preface that with although my bucket is full, I have no regrets. Right. If tomorrow if tomorrow was my last day, I would go out of this world. With no regrets whatsoever, but yes, there are a lot of things I would love to do. So if you could I, do, I, if you could do one thing tomorrow, all expenses paid, whatever, what would you want to do to say that you've experienced that in your life? Wow, just one thing. I think I, 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 it, it, it's kind of between one of two things. Um, Alaska, yeah, and, and Alaska and. Uh, have the ability to get on a truck with one of those experienced truck drivers uh, that run that ice road. The ice road. To, 
up to the north. Now I, that would man. be that that or I don't know why my insanity has this in my mind, but it does. Or ride a bull, one of the two. Ride a bull. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Interesting. I, you know, part of me that ride a bull is not a bad idea. Part of me says I, I ought to do that just one time before I die. Not happening. The other part of me says, "What are you uh, crazy?" <laughs> um, uh, uh, I would another... do a mechanical bull. Maybe that would okay. be a little safer. We'll yeah. Uh, nah, I want. I, I'm gonna. You, if I got it, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna get on a real bull. That's okay. He, want, okay. he wants but, to uh, stomp and snort. Yeah. yeah. I, I do. I, I do. I, I've been on a. I've been on a mechanical bull. Okay. Years and years and years ago, but. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know why that is, but you know, again, back to it, it, my, my, uh, I'm, uh, as you know, I'm kind of musically oriented, not by instrument, but I like music. I, okay. I love all kinds of music. And, and so that question brings me to absolutely another song and it is live like you were dying. And, mm. uh, that's, mm. uh, Tim, Tim McGraw. Yeah. Ah, he, yes. he talks about, uh, and, He's talking, I believe, about a friend who's dying, and he's like, you know, uh, on eight seconds on a bull named Kumandu or something like that, you know, and he wants to parachute, you know, and, but it, but the whole basis is live like you were dying. You it's, know, it's cool. I didn't think of this until just now, but I've got a friend this week. He got two pieces of bad news this last week that were just uh, devastating. Anybody else, it would just, it just devastate him. Uh, the first piece of news is that he's got stage four um, lung cancer, oh, and he man. is not long for this earth. I'm, I'm, right. Um, the same week, he got news that his spouse uh, has been unfaithful to him oh, for quite some time. So he has uh, he has got a good friend. It's not me. I wish I could do this. I can't afford to do it. That has decided to take him on a trip around the world. Oh, how cool! And, and talk about charities. That's on. That's on a personal level. That's great. Yeah. I wish I could. As Sarah will tell you. I wish I could afford to do that for somebody special in a similar situation. Mm. Um, but here's here's a young man that I greatly. I say young man. He's probably my age or older. Um, but he's got a young man spirit, and um, yeah, I, I just think it's great. I don't know who his friend is that's doing that. But what a person to do that. I don't care if you're the richest person in the world to do that for your friend. That kind of reminds me of the movie Bucket List. Remember when? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. That was. Um, uh-huh. But uh, I I was sad for him and happy for him at the same time. That he's yeah. going to, you know, he, know, he knows what his lot in life is, but yet he's got this great adventure coming his way where he's going to be able right. to see things and do things he's never done before. Mm-hmm. And... You know, while I I wouldn't envy all of that that he's about ready to partake of under his circumstances, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Oh, nothing could could make me want what he's got or getting. Um, mm-hmm. and, and by that I mean the whole ball of wax, the whole package. But if he, if you've got to be dealt those cards in life, uh, what a good uh, it's good to have a friend who can do that and is and is even willing oh, no willing kidding. to do that. So, wow. but anyway, I, as far as, uh, there's a list of people that were over 45 were surveyed and, uh, what's on your, your bucket list. And I'll read uh-huh. some of them to you. Um, they were go on a cruise, like you said, maybe Alaska or something, research a family tree. I've done that. Uh, go on safari, have no interest in going on a safari. I've seen too many videos 
Buy a vacation home? No, not interested. Go on, uh, let's see. Learn a new language? Mm, I tried that once. That was a disaster. Uh, ride in a hot air balloon? Wouldn't mind doing that. That's easy. That would be cool. That would be cool, and it's feasible here in this state. Um, learn to play an instrument? I've done that. Write a novel? I, w- I wouldn't mind writing a novel, but I'm too scatterbrained to, to get uh, my thoughts in order on that. Too many there, rabbit there trails? You. Me too. Yeah. Swim okay. with the dolphins? Yeah. Yeah, I told Sarah I'm halfway ready for that. I've already got one flipper. Oh. Uh, that would be cool. So. I, that would be really cool. I, I have to tell you about it. Once you get done with this, I'll tell you about an experience that goes with swimming with the dolphins. That's okay. pretty cool. Sure. Be an extra on a TV show. That would be fun. I'd rather be like a, not maybe not the main character, but, uh, you know, more than an extra. Go to Asia. I have no interest in going to Asia. Uh, learn to fly a plane. That would be fun. Skydive. Yes. I, I would skydive. Only once. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that would be oh. by choice. Uh, the skydive only once part. Um, that would be by choice. Uh, if I did skydive only once, not by choice, then I wouldn't have a chance to do the other stuff. Uh, anyway, uh, revisit our honeymoon destination. That would be fun. Some people want to get a tattoo. I have no interest in a tattoo. None. Run a marathon. I have no interest in that either. Nah. And, and you know why I can't run a marathon? Because I've ate everything on my plate. Right. So, get a motorcycle, done that. Bungee jump, done yep. that. Go skiing, no interest. Learn to bake and cook, I've done a little bit of that. Singing in public, I've done a lot of that. And learn a new sport. Depends on the sport. I so, think you missed yeah. the one at the top of the Which list. one was that, Sarah? Uh, see the Northern oh, Lights. See the Northern Lights, yeah. Yeah. I done think, that, done that, seen it, been there. I'm pretty sure I've done that, but I just don't remember it, believe it or not. I think I was too young. Oh, okay. So, what's your story about swimming with the dolphins? So, swimming with the dolphins. Several years ago, Rhonda and I went to San Antonio for a vacation. We spent, uh, I think, 10 days in San Antonio, something like that. I can't remember exactly. But one of the things we did was go to, uh, I guess, it's, is it Marine World there in San Antonio? Whatever, SeaWorld sea World. in San Antonio. And um, when I was booking the tickets for SeaWorld... They had a special for veterans, which was really cool. I was like, oh, wow, cool. Let me see what this is all about. So along with your regular admission to SeaWorld, they gave you uh, backstage passes, I guess is the best way to put it. But Mm -hmm. um, I had the opportunity to be up and close with beluga whales. I mean, like reach out and touch them, which was absolutely as cool as it gets. I'll bet. And and then the other one was behind the scenes with the penguins, which was oh. absolutely as cool as it gets. It was a blast, man. Mm-hmm. I, I had, we had so much fun, and it was just, it, it was, it was penguins so cool. Penguins are cool. Was, yeah, they yes, are. Pengu- but they stink. I, ne- I, I never realized how cool penguins were until I did that. Uh, penguins <laughs> are like, absolutely, they're 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 crazy, man. But My yeah, it was. My mom and I love them. You and I went through to, a penguin house. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, Coach. We apologize. Oh, that's all right. Got to touch the penguins, you know. It was all. It was just so cool, man. It was. It was one of those great experiences in life, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I didn't go. Ah, I really don't want to do that, you know. I was like, <laughs> yeah, cool, man. It comes, you know. What the heck, you know? We had a blast. It was it, the the whales were cool. That was the the. I would love. I you talk about swimming with dolphins, and uh, I would love to go. They have at SeaWorld in San Antonio. Um, they have a 
package it's an all-day package and you stay with trainers the whole time and they take you to the tanks with the killer whales you swim with the whales and dolphins nice. all of that I, that would be as cool as it gets but <laughs> interesting yes yeah, sir and I, but it was fun when we were dating we took a vacation together and uh, wound up in st louis yeah, to and visit his parents. To visit my folks. And uh, mm-hmm. we went to the St. Louis Zoo, and they had the penguin house. And that, that's the one thing I remember. The, the stench in the penguin house <laughs> was unbearable. Uh, we watched penguins swimming around, and uh, I was getting ready to take a picture. And one of those penguins took his little flipper and flipped that dirty, foul water right up into my mouth. <laughs> and I, I, I was, and like, I was taking the picture, and I could see him, and it was just it so was hilarious. Just, that's my oh, penguin. Bet. That's my penguin experience, but uh, always love the St. Louis Zoo, and I, I don't know what they're uh, they're doing now and how they're reacting to the pan- pandemic. I do have a great story, another story that I may tell someday about my uncle that worked at the St. Louis Zoo. Oh. Remember that story? No. It, it's too long to tell right now, but it has got a great ending, so I may tell that maybe in a future show. Oh, okay. Anyway. Oh, there's there's San Antonio George. Oh, George you know what that is means? calling San Antonio. Yes. <laughs> So uh, it's time for us to go. I will uh, thank you for uh, watching or, or listening again. Don't forget to tip your server. They've been working hard through this pandemic. Tip your Uber driver, your DoorDash driver, uh, especially if, if you're delivering, if they are delivering groceries from the grocery store to you. That is a big chore. Yes. We, we know this. Uh, tip them good, healthier than uh, you would normally for just a, a food delivery. Spend some time with your kids, by all means. That's even more important. Uh, do you have anything you want to add there, Richard? Yes, I do. In this hour, I do not believe that any darkness will endure. Uh, that was by the great J.R.R. Tolkien. Turn oh. on your amber alerts. The yeah. life you save may be somebody you love. Sarah? Oh, goodness. I think Rich stole mine, honestly. Okay. Well, that's all <laughs> right. Uh, never remember, remember never to give in to fear and... Remember to go outside with your kids and have fun sometime. Yeah. <laughs> That's important. Yes, definitely. And if you can't go outside with your kids and have fun, go outside and act like you're having fun. Let the neighbors think you really are crazy. That in itself is kind of fun. <laughs> so don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Bye, all. Bye.